You are listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. One of Us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio-based or banner ads, but on a case-by-case basis. If you are interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at $2, 5 10 or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of us needs and appreciates all your support. You want everybody to believe that you're just a better version of a normal human. But the truth is, you can do things that are entirely different from what humans can do, right? Like fly! And you hold back because you're afraid that if people find out, they'll stop calling you Superman. Instead, they'll call you super, super something else. Oh, hello there. This is Bradley Martin. I was just uh, catching up on my reading, Superman Smashes the Clan. That's <laughs> when author, uh, an author you may have heard of. I'm going to butcher this name. I am so sorry. <laughs> but here we go. That's from an author you may have heard of, Jean Luan Young, who wrote Superman Smashes the Clan. Excellent story. It's in a graphic novel, hardcover, or trade paperback now. You might have heard of something else that this man has written. American-born Chinese. Which is now a series streaming on Disney+. Plus. Now, American-born Chinese is about a, a young teenage boy named Ben Wong. No, sorry. A, a young teenage boy named Jin Wong, played by Ben Wong who's just trying to fit in in high school. He's got the typical trouble at home. His parents are always arguing about their father's work and how he's too soft-spoken at work. Uh, They seem to be having marital troubles, fried squid, things along those lines. He's very shy and he mumbles a lot and he kind of tries to get around the fact that the most popular meme at school right now is a fan falling on uh, an actor's head from a TV series back when he was a little boy. It's like the 90s. Beyond Repair. Kehu Kwan plays that actor, and he says, what could go wrong? And a fan falls on his head, and everybody laughs at it. And some people even reach out to him like, it's okay to laugh at this person being mocked, right? You're Chinese. And you're my friend. Give me permission to laugh at this. And that makes him feel super awkward. And to make things even more awkward, a new student is transferred to his class. Where he's from, nobody knows or cares. Somewhere from Asia Town. China. Yeah, they, they <laughs> think like, you know, we, we're not insensitive. You can be wherever you want. Uh, what is his name? Wei Shen? Wei Chen. Yeah, played by Jimmy Liu. And the principal literally says, hey, you're Chinese, he's Chinese, you practically know each other, right? Let him shadow you so he can fit in too. And that's embarrassing for Jin. 
But Jin slowly builds an actual friendship with Wei Shen. And it's revealed that Wei Chen isn't from China. He's from heaven, where his father, the monkey king, Sun Wukong, is going through some being a parental troubles himself. Wei Chen has stolen his father's iron staff and plans to use it to find an ancient fourth scroll, which is unheard of. And he believes that this fourth scroll will stop the uprising of the demon bull. Uh, that's bull as in animal. Is it bull or ox? I'm pretty sure it's bull. Now, all of that was a mouthful. But uh, if you're familiar with Sun Wukong, the legend, uh, I'm familiar with uh, Sun Wukong because I read Dragon Ball comics and I learned <laughs> that Sun Goku is based on that legend uh, from an ancient text called Journey to the West which you can pick up at your local library. This story weaves that ancient myth of heavenly hierarchy and what it means to be special and what it means to accept that you're not special and the balance between the role you were born to play and the actions you choose to do to better your inner self rather than making your outwardly self seem like the shit. Uh, perfectly it's it's an incredible narrative and also it's a, it's a fun comedy and there's so much that can be said about this i really think there's something here for everyone before i stammer on though and mumble about <laughs> what i like of this i'm not going to take this journey into the disney plus serial alone no no with me someone who will always smash the giant peach that has been grown for a century. Elliot is with us. Hey, hey. And someone who I believe gloated that they knew very much so about these Chinese legends. Uh, Kim is with us. Hey, guys. And of course, when looking for inner peace, your soul, your mind, your physical body... And your own presence have to be in perfect harmony is with us. Hello. I'm going to do my best. That was a good one. <laughs> that was, I like that one. That was <laughs> yes, a good one. thank you. <laughs> it was. There are a lot of big themes in this. And if you've ever read this author before, I have. I love this author's work. So much of it can relate to the smallest child, to the oldest man. It just seems like wise, these themes. How did you all like this Disney Plus series as a family show and as just a show anyone can enjoy? It was fine. <laughs> it was a little bit better than fine, but I, you know, it it it, it was just okay. Maybe it's maybe I'm not the right target audience. I, I'm certainly not really familiar with these legends at all. Okay, uh, sad to say, um, but. It was um, a little bit convoluted, a little cheap looking. Yeah, I, I just thought it was okay. And that's perfectly fine as well. Uh, Kim, please. Oh, yeah. I was really um, interested to hear what everyone had to say on this review because I found this series a struggle to get through. I think I started and stopped watching it five or six times, fell asleep a lot of times. It was so, so slow and unengaging for me personally. 
Um, and I know you made the joke. Of, I, I actually was joking before we started. I know nothing about Chinese um, mythology <laughs> or anything. I, I'm actually more of a, I'm a big K-drama girl. So okay. I do know yeah. a little bit about the Monkey King from K-drama or, or Korean uh, dramas, but I don't know if they're the same. There were some similar um, verbiage, like saying he was the great sage equal to heaven. I've heard that in a lot of K-dramas. But in this show, the first episode, mm, it was fine. The fight, I, I mean, I feel like that's going to be the word of the night, probably fine. But I thought the opening fight scene was pretty cool. Um, I thought the CGI was fun. Yeah, it looked kind of cheap and crunchy, but I mean, it's a Disney Plus series. I'm not expecting a million dollar budget necessarily for this. But the first fight scene was pretty fun. And then we jump in and meet our main character, um, Jin Wang, played by Ben Wang, I think. And Jin Mm -hmm. is probably one of the most unlikable lead characters of a TV show I've ever seen in my life. Uh, I actually watched, I mean, and I'd, I'd love for someone to argue with me why he was interesting. I found nothing interesting about him. His family, his fighting parents actually were more interesting to me, especially his mom. I thought her character was really interesting because she actually, um, she's, I believe, a first generation in the U.S., and this show, a lot of the themes are about um, first generation and um, obviously ABC, American-born Chinese kids. So um, seeing her as a first generation, she is a really, she's been a stay-at-home mom her whole life. But now she wants to start her own business and her husband doesn't believe in her. And they've been bickering the whole show. So whenever the parents were in the scene with the main character, I was like, oh, okay, I'm kind of interested in this. But when it was just the main character interacting with his uh, schoolmates or teachers or, or whoever else he was interacting with, I was like, this is so boring. And this guy is such a sourpuss. Like, can he be <laughs> excited about anything? He's thrown into a world of magical beings and, and heavenly, like, deities, and he seems like he could care less. He He's just, uh, I have homework to do. I have soccer practice to get to. Can we wrap this up? Uh, Monkey King, Monkey Prince you know, like, this, this is really uninteresting to me, and I just feel like, I don't know, I'd love to hear what you guys have to say about his performance, I don't know if it was a performance issue, perhaps he was directed to be a sourpuss, and to be unlikable, I don't know why anyone would do that, but maybe that was his direction, um, luckily he did meet his, the, his friend, the monkey prince, who comes in, and, um, who pulls him into this, uh, world of magic, uh, what was his name? I oh yeah, Jimmy Liu Wei is the Chen. actor who, yeah, yeah Wu yes, Chen. Wu Zheng. So he pulls him into this world. That character, he is kind of the comedy relief, I would say, for the first couple of episodes because he is playing the fish out of water character, but in a way that is endearing. I f- I found so again when he was with the main character, I was like, okay, this. Thank God we we have a little bit of levity. With his just, just, um, I guess, happier attitude or more positive attitude. And he was always trying to push the story forward. Whereas the main character was always trying to hold the story back. (laughs) So that was my biggest challenge getting into the show. Um, So yeah. Anybody have any opinions on that? I do. I really, uh, I enjoyed the show actually. I binged it in like two days. Um, 
I I do have some familiar some familiarity with the Journey to the West story, and mainly in like Dragon Ball Z and uh, Sayuki and um, Into the West, and you know all these other like things that are kind of like about it. But I've never actually read the actual epitome or whatever, you know. Uh, but I know a little bit about it, and I was just here for the cool fight scenes and Michelle Yao. And all the really amazing, like, like if you like kung fu movies at all or any kind of Asian cinema, there were some amazing guest stars in this. Um, and that's what I was here for. Um, as for Jin, he's, you know, I'm going to speak from it as a teacher. Like he's he's a kid who's now thrust into the possibility of being popular and would give anything not to be the other. And so he is, yeah, kind of dour in, uh, about the whole situation. But I absolutely respect kind of his uh, his need to be normal so that he's not just the Asian kid or not just the geeky kid. He want, he had a chance to be popular and with the with the soccer guys. And so he went for it. And like, I mean, I can't fault him for that. What Bradley was saying, how this is like fun for the whole family. I think maybe the audience was more children or teenagers. I personally, as an adult woman, found very little to connect with as far as the teenage characters. Maybe that's why I gravitated more towards the bickering parents, because I'm closer to that age range. (laughs) (laughs) Harmony, I, I see where you're coming from with um, um, the main character. I have some understanding for his attitude, but uh, Kimberly, I think I, I fall more on your side that I think he was sort of unnecessarily unlikable. I don't think the script ever did enough to to get me to really care about him. And, and yeah, especially his interactions with um, Monkey King character. Just kind of annoying and grating. Um, it, it took me a while to finish this series as well. Um I just was constantly disengaged and kind of falling asleep. I will say... Oh, sorry. I said I will say in the future, if I'm ever having trouble falling asleep, I know what show I'm putting on. Putting this right on. (laughs) I'll be asleep in less than five minutes. That's So, I mean, if if someone needs, like, a visual NyQuil, (laughs) this is the show, in my opinion. (laughs) Wow. Wow. Okay. How did y'all feel about the pacing? Well, it was only eight episodes, and yeah. they were only like 30, 40 minutes each. I will say, uh, I do agree with you, Kim. I liked the parents a lot more as well. And I liked Freddie Wong's story of being this racist stereotype when he was younger as a young actor. And then, what did they say, like 26, 30 years later, they want to revive that role that he was in. And he kind of doesn't want to do it, but he doesn't want to seem ungrateful for being on that show but he also doesn't want to perpetuate that stereotype, stereotype. anymore yeah. either and that was great um anyways i'm agreeing with you kim everything around Jin was much more exciting and more interesting than Jin. because he's a normal kid yeah i mean am <laughs> i am i thinking about what it would be like to join a soccer team and hope that a girl in my chemistry class flirts with me no not at all i i found that completely banal uh, but, but i think that's i don't point. think it was I think, bad I, yeah it, 
I think that was kind of that juxtaposition of like this this whole fantasy war happening and this kid just wanting to make it to soccer practice. You know what I mean? So that yeah. that's where it's supposed yeah. to be. And um just that need to please don't please don't make me the center of attention. I just want to be one of everybody else. Sure. And, and like I obviously, you know, don't care about that myself, but I get it for kids who do. You know, I get yeah. it especially at this age that you know, the young high school kid trying to figure out what it is, has a lot going on. And then dude falls from the fucking sky <laughs> and says he's a monkey prince. Uh, and like, yeah, no, I, I get it. I, I'm, I'm going to defend Jen just because I don't feel like he's any more of an asshole than any other actual kid. Like, sure, honestly. I, I agree with that, too. Yeah. 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 It's it's rough. It's rough high school in the age of Twitter and social media. You yeah. Know? I, I think it's I've, everybody in the show i think is interesting even uh oh gosh i'm forgetting everybody's name his best friend that's into cosplay anush is that right oh i wish he was the lead of the show i loved every every time yeah, he appeared i was like oh, i love this guy like <laughs> yeah that's uh, anush is the character's name played by uh mahi alam yeah no he's yeah i i think i think it was an interesting because Jen actually want used to be that kid used to be yeah. really close with Anoush, and then he saw his opportunity to become quote unquote popular. And usually these type of stories about, Oh, my friend um, left me when they became popular, but this is about the main character leaving, leaving his friend as he became, you know, normal or popular. And I just, I thought that was really interesting. Well, I asked about the pace earlier because I thought the pace was for eight episodes. I expect things to start moving right away. And for the first three episodes, it was really just um, the monkey prince trying to befriend Jin to get him to help mm-hmm. with his quest to find the fourth uh, scroll. And Jin blowing mm-hmm. him off and then the the prince coming back to try and win his friendship again. And it was a lot of back and forth. And even at the end of the three episodes, they still weren't really friends. And then we jumped to a flashback um, in the fourth episode, which was um, the Monkey King and the Bull Demon when they were younger friends um, in heaven at a party. And we kind of get to see how they're friendship broke broke apart because initially they came to this party full of other heavenly um deities as the outcast and they came there kind of wanting to bring down the heavens because they felt like they had been ostracized and then by the end of that episode the monkey king uh through just kind of luck honestly gets promoted within the heavens to a great sage and so him and the bull king kind of go their separate ways after that episode. Um, So that episode was interesting to watch. It was a shame because that episode probably had some of the worst practical effects as far as makeup. I think they were, they were, they swung for the fences, but they had like a plastic bat, you know, it just wasn't (laughs) really hitting for me, (laughs) a lot of the effects. Uh, But I did like that episode overall. If you, if you take the effects out, and it, that episode, I think, was fully in Mandarin, which was another really cool thing. Um, I think this show took a, a big risk, making a lot of 
making almost, I'd say probably like 40% of the dialogue Mandarin. So it, it also, it could have been Cantonese. I'm actually not sure which one it was, but Chinese, one of the Chinese, it was Mandarin. One okay, of those great. dialects. Yeah. yeah, one of the two. So they took a pretty big risk doing that. Um, I know some people hate subtitles. I personally don't mind them at all, but I know some people don't like it. So um, I thought that was brave of them. The show, I admire the show for taking risks like that and bringing a Eastern uh, mythology to Western culture and trying to make it, um, you know, just just more mainstream than it would have been otherwise. So I admire that about the show. I admire that they're trying to show the Asian, like, diaspora experience in America. There's a lot of moments of passive-aggressive racism that gets highlighted. Um, Jin has a birthday party, and they order Panda Express, and they kind of blow it off like, oh, we just all like Panda Express. But at the same time, it does seem kind of like a subtle, you know, racist <laughs> moment to yeah. Yeah, order the Chinese ki- yeah. order Chinese food for the Chinese kid's p- birthday party at a bowling alley. Oh, his fucking principal, man. I just. Yeah, she was. Not, well, well, she was not ignorant. a fan of her. Yeah. <laughs> and we all have that opportunity to be ignorant. I'm a white straight male that's going to be 40 soon. I've had so many opportunities that I've taken to be very ignorant. Not that I want to relate to those characters, but they're learning moments. I was like, in I love that you're like, I relate like, to the racist. <laughs> <laughs> I know, that's not what you said, but I'm joking. <laughs> no, but, but you're absolutely right. I was in my, I don't remember. It was before I got married. So early 20s, I was like, what's othering? And so many people... <laughs> in the world know what othering is at like five you know like two to five years old they know what that is so i always appreciate stories like this that can express that in a way that everyone gets now we do got to get into our final thoughts elliot my man i want you to start good sir yeah um carolee i'm pretty much with you on this i think this was really kind of glacial, especially in the beginning, cheap in a lot of places. I mean, even just looking at the logo for the series, it's like this font from Microsoft Word that's kind of in like condensed, and it just looks cheap, um, just like a lot of the series. Um, I think there's some good performances, especially from uh, Kihai Kwan, and um, uh, especially uh, the mother is probably giving the best performance out of the main cast. She's just bringing something to this series that the uh an energy that the series is not bringing to itself unfortunately um yeah it's it's um if this is sort of aimed at teens i'm not quite sure who is going to like this because it is really kind of convoluted and slow especially in the beginning um i i just don't know who's necessarily going to be hooked by this um, but it's, you know, it might just not be for me. Uh, I, I, I suspect this works better as a graphic novel, um, where you can imagine more and there's sort of, um, something that happens on the page that's just harder to translate to screen. Uh, at any rate, enough rambling. I'm going to give this, uh, six out of 10 really misguided, uh, birthday parties. <laughs> harmony yeah i like i said i really enjoyed those i think the cheap effects and the title look and everything was all really intentional because it's all very um 
kung fu like old kung fu movie style of effects you know like is an old like what you would expect for um old movies you know what i mean like but i think i think it was i really do think it's a like a, a commentary on that that you know i like i said i i saw michelle Yao and i basically i jumped at the chance to watch this and i would do it again because michelle Yao can do no wrong as far as i'm concerned and uh, she was in memoirs of a geisha and she's chinese you know what i mean like it's, <laughs> she can do no wrong and so i was very happy to watch this and i was like i said really thrilled with some of the guest stars from everybody from um Ro- rosalie chiang uh, who was the voice of uh, of the little girl in uh turning red she was in it as the little activist student activist um ronnie chang who's from um the daily show was the mad monk the the alcoholic you know like and then there was like a lot of people who are that i'm going to mutilate their names so i'm going to skip past it that are like kung fu movie royalty in 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 this tv show that that i think it deserves a more of a of a chance um would i watch it again absolutely um and i'll just go with that so i'm gonna go with i'm gonna give it an eight out of ten opportunities for michelle Yao to step on me that i would absolutely take (laughs) (laughs) all right kim so i i mean i'm not it's not been a secret this whole review. I was extremely disappointed by this series. And I think a big part of that is because they advertised it by highlighting all of the everything, everywhere, all at once cast that were going to be in it. Of course, a, a lot of them won Oscars a couple months ago. So their names were in the media already. So I understand why they advertised it by highlighting Michelle Yao and Kiwi Kwan um, and Stephanie uh, Yu is in it. But so they have the, the main family. And they also have the grandpa from that movie in here as a cameo in episode four. So they, I feel like advertised this movie to me. And also it's an A24 production. So they, they advertised this to me pretty much based on my love of everything everywhere is what I feel. So I came in with super high expectations. And then we didn't even uh, mention who directed the episodes. Lucy Liu directed most of the episodes of this series. So I'm really excited that she's getting behind the camera. And so I don't think there were any issues with the directing of the fight scenes. But I do think some of the scene cuts were really uh, jarring. So I, I feel like you could kind of see a little bit her um, kind of new being a director in a few of the episodes especially when it came uh, with um transitions but overall I mean the cast that they advertised were going to be in this film were barely in it I mean Michelle Yao she's great but she was probably in what two minutes of every episode if that which is not enough for me personally to to come watch a a series um I'm gonna say that this show would probably be good for really young people um, or teachers like Harmony is uh, who, who can relate to, <laughs> relate to young people. Um, the fight scenes, I mean, the fight scenes were super fun, uh, but I felt like the stakes were never really that high for any of the fights. So that always kind of makes a fight boring to me if I'm not really worried about anyone dying or or being, you know, harmed severely in any way. It was kind of just like playing patty cake 
but with more flips. Uh, so I'm going to give this, and like I said, the pacing was super slow. Uh, so it was really hard for me to even finish the series. If I didn't have to do a review on it, I probably would have stopped watching after episode one. So, um, overall, I'm going to give this a three out of ten stone-eating puppies. Oh, wasn't that adorable, though? It was really cute. <laughs> so, me, um, I'm a total super nerd for these stories, guys. I know about the pig and why the pig was there. I know what how the bull king relates, or the bull demon relates to Sun Wukong, the monkey king. I know about the fish that wanted to be the god of heaven, but then was depressed because he missed his lakes. But he's a dragon now, so he should be happy, right? I know that the Magikarp is a joke on that story as well from Pokemon. I know about so many of these tie-ins. So I really appreciate the three of you being here and not like letting me just fanboy all over this series and give it incredibly high praise. I love these stories. And uh, as I said before, a huge fan of Gene Luen Yang. So if you all could just binge this real quick so we can get more of his work adapted, his graphic novel work. I would love to see Boxers and Saints. That's another graphic novel he wrote on Chinese history uh, put into an animated film. Yes, an animated film would be incredible. Really, if I was going to say what to watch this for, it would be Kehu Kwan's work in this. His whole story seems like it should be its own movie, though, that kind of culminates in his own real-life experiences. Being a goofy-ass, ridiculous meme everybody mocks, and then, you know, you're actually a person. Anytime you can watch anything about Othering, I'm a huge fan on that because I was ignorant about that for so long. But, oh, man, I I am a sim for these stories. I love Sun Wukong stories and parables. Him and Anansi are my favorite non-American parable stories. So I'm going to give this one 8 out of 10 herbal teas that are great. Please buy them because my family's at stake. (laughs) (laughs) That is the worst advertising line. (laughs) (laughs) It rhymes, though, so it might be a winner. 